Is this a censored podcast? No. Or can I, be, I can say whatever the fuck never. I want. You can yeah, say whatever. whatever you want. What do you, you want to be introed as? What do you want your? Um, do you want to do Josh or Sabi or what do you? Yeah, uh, I've been going by Toro a lot lately because of this big ass r- ring in my nose. Okay, people have been calling me Toro lately. Okay. Um, oh, like Taurus. Toro, like bull. Like a bull, but like a tourist. Yeah, like a tourist, yeah. Yeah. David's really into astrology. <laughs> See, that's the difference where like brown folk are like, Toro means bull, yeah. and then everyone else is like, a Taurus? <laughs> when were you born? I only bring it up because What's he your said, rising? No, 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 because he said that I was like Toro from... What was it? From Pokemon. From Pokemon. From to- like a oh, Taurus. Which is a garbage Pokemon. He's not that great. He's in, yeah. he's in Gen 1. Yeah, the best Pokemon then- is Ditto, first of all, because... No, he's terrible. Ditto could be whatever the fuck you want it to be. No, but it's not so terrible. He's not a good Pokemon yeah, to play with. Ditto is the sexuality spectrum of Pokemon. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm what I am today. Uh-huh. Taurus is pretty good in the game. I mean, in the, in the cartoon. When they fought in the Orange League. Mm. He's pretty good there. This is the second <laughs> podcast in a row we've managed to talk about Pokemon. You Within the first, up. like, 30 I seconds. I know. <laughs> Y'all some oh. fucking nerds. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. How All I right, weird. Um, yeah, I'm Josh. Uh, sometimes people call me Sabi. And sometimes people call me Toro. bad words. Oh. And sometimes people call me Toro. Yep. All right. Uh, for Because there's no visuals, I have a fat-ass ring in my nose. Mm-hmm. It's big as fuck, so that's why they call me Toro. Yeah. Did it hurt badly? Uh, not as much as uh, my father not being able to emotionally connect with me, but <laughs> it hurt pretty fucking bad. It's a different. It's different. It's a different pain. Yeah. No, yeah, it was sure. a pop, and then um, stretching it does hurt when it's cold. Yeah. And I'm like, that shit hurts when it's cold. I can see that. Yeah. Word. Okay. Cool. Um. Cool podcast situation. <laughs> All right. So first thing we want to ask you is like, do you have any advice that you like to live your life by or a certain like life philosophy? Hell yeah, or, dude. Okay, what is, uh, it's real it. simple. It's real simple. Don't talk about it. Be about it. All right. Okay. It's that easy. Don't I talk like about that. it. Be about it. It's super simple. And mm. I don't need to feel like I need to explain it because it's kind of right there. No, it's self-explanatory. You don't need yeah. to, but can you explain it anyways? Yeah. What does that um, mean to you? I just think it's kind of corny when people keep talking about what they want, talking about what they're going to do. Just do it. Yeah. If you want to hit me, hit me. Don't talk about it. Just hit me. That's what I would prefer because... The situation has already dragged on long enough. Just do it already. Whatever Perfect. you say you're going to do, just do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you have situations in your life where you feel like you've put this into effect? Yeah, where I'm asking someone to hit me in the face and they don't do it. <laughs> hit me already. I mean, you personally, like where you're always being about it. What are you being about? What um, you- I think I'm about the hustle. Like, instead Perfect. of saying I want to go out and make money, I just go do it. Instead of saying, like, I want to be in this position, I just ask for that position. Uh, instead of saying that I want to go out dancing with a cutie, I'll just be like, can we go out dancing already? Like, just do that shit. Yeah. Like, because uh, life is super fleeting and the flesh is super fleeting and you get hit by a bus or get lymphoma and just die out of nowhere. So um, just go do that. <laughs> yeah, the worst you can hear is no, you know? Yeah, and I take L's like a champ, bro. <laughs> like, I feel like... That's important. I feel like that's an important it element is. that stops people from doing what you're doing is that inability to be able to take yeah, that. Yeah, I have a great, like, six-to-one ratio where I'll take six L's before I get a win. 
like six six L's to a W. But then the W is even more like fulfilling because you took six L's yeah. before that and See? like brush it off. And also I feel like in the time that you got all butthurt and upset about that L, you could have just gone out and got a win. So, yeah. I feel like I can have that philosophy when it comes to certain things like performing. I just feel like anything that you want to try to be good at, you have to fail at a ton of times. And so, like, when I was in my improv team, like, my teammates would get really bummed out about, like, not doing well on a show. And I'm like, that's the majority of performing. (laughs) I like when you talk in this podcast because it means I get to drink (laughs) because my mouth's not moving. So it's super sick. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good. But how you feel about strategy. that? Do you feel like you're a don't talk about it, be about a person? In, in some situations, so performing, I'm not because I don't like to embarrass myself. So, but when it comes to like, like you were saying, if you wanted to go dance with somebody, you would just be like, hey, do you want to fucking go dance? I'm like that with guys. Like, I don't care. Yeah, if because I we're like, all hot, so yeah. it's easy for us. I'm like, not like that. <laughs> if, if I like somebody, I don't care if they know. Like, mm. I'll ask them out. I'll tell them I like them. Yeah. It does not bother See, me. That's if some they, big dick energy. If I they're right not there. interested, then I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I don't take rejection right? hard because at all. Because you take that L, and then in the amount of time that you could have been upset about that L, you could just go out and get a win. Yeah. And also, yeah. if they weren't interested in me, why would I press that issue and then force you into a situation and just try to twist your arm until you like me? That's kind of gross. Yeah, I mean, people aren't saying no a lot, you know, so it's yeah, just like pretty, That makes it easier probably, too. <laughs> I've actually been uh, the forbidden fruit lately. Oh, nice. I'm oh. like, you know what? You can't have this, but you would taste it. <laughs> so you just get, you give them a little? Yeah, I give them a little, like, yeah. um, being fully flexed at all times is very ex- exhausting for my body but I've done a lot of work on it so <laughs> like but it is exhausting at work like always being flexed up yeah but it reflects in my tips so shout outs to them nice, oh, nice. I, I need to learn from you guys because I feel like there's certain when it comes to like other people I don't have that kind of like attitude that I do like with everything else in my life where I take a lot of pride in like getting things accomplished <laughs> like you know like when like when Brittany reached out to me to do this podcast I was like oh it's gonna fucking happen and I, once I said it was going to happen, I knew that it was going to fucking happen. Yeah, sorry for falling through last time, but I was going Mimi's. I was already in a robe. <laughs> you weren't being about it that day. If you're in a robe, you're, then nobody's yeah, going That's anywhere. why I don't own a robe. Oh. I refuse to. I, My life changed. <laughs> Everything's different now. Like, I can't. Is it... Is it like a sleep robe or is it a robe, like a terry cloth robe, like when you get it's out cool. of the It's cool. It's a little bit like me. It's like biracial. It's like right okay. in the middle. Okay. Where you like, you can't tell, but it's like, it's perfect. Like it can, it can be dry me you off, want it to be. but also like I could smoke a fat cigar in it yeah. and it would be hot. Like, like, do you get out of the shower sometimes and you're shivering in your towel? You're cold. Yeah. And I just put clothes on. Yeah. But you have to dry. There's a. <laughs> nah, no. No. Nah, because this. peasants bring clothes to the shower. I Kings never get dressed in the bathroom. I do. That's I always see. We're also king shit right now. But also, now. what am I gonna what do? Like, leave, I'm not gonna leave my bathroom unclothed. I just feel like it's like too. You okay? So here's the thing. I don't like being naked. No, no, don't no. forget that. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> do you, are you just like? Are you on like some Tobias shit? And yes, it's like always the jean shorts. Nude. Really? I, I don't. I don't watch. Do you like? Show, do you like fuck through like the boxer hole? No. I will keep my shirt on though. Really? Is that true? Yeah, true. The best part. The fuck have yeah. I never? You keep your shirt on during sex? Yeah, I do. Oh, do you wear a cardigan like Very a turtleneck? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, I don't. The best part for me is because like people at work know about this and they and they will reference it. Yeah. If I'm in a good mood, they'll be like, "Oh, David, looks David like fucks he had with his shirt on." 
<laughs> no, they'll say that I've had sex. I was like, oh, David must have had a sex with his shirt off kind of night. That Ooh. is so interesting. I want to get back to that. Yeah, I'm fascinated. But I need to do a character study. I want to say, if you're getting dressed while you're in your bathroom, that means you're putting clothes on while you're damp. Which is gross. Not necessarily. Yeah, you I got dry, mildew I'll, clothes, I'll dry homie. Off and I don't use it sticks. To I don't. You? I don't use like super hot water to shower. And I'm not one of those people that gets the back. Really, you don't use hot shit. water. Well, obviously, you don't love yourself right <laughs> away, right? So okay. people I use cold, hot water. I people who use cold water like are serial killers. I don't for get. Sure. I, don't, I don't use cold water. I just don't get the bathroom super like hot and like nah I like the foggy mirror because I like I to wipe do like, down the mirror and then look at my body I want to forget what I look I like, like I unveil my like, shit it's yeah, been like, cold it's, like, it's been oh cold wipe 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 look at my abs there you are <laughs> it has been cold so I've been using hotter water than I would normally but also I kind of like sit there and let myself dry for a little bit before I get to the bathroom but I do always get dressed in the bathroom I don't oh, like that. Ugh. I don't like to be, be rushed when I'm. You know, I used to do that, but then I started loving myself, and now I wear a robe <laughs> and I go down to my room. I come down the stairs like a princess on prom night, and then I go in my room and get dressed. Yeah. And sometimes I sleep in my robe. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? I'm in my room alone, so I get hella wide with it. Mm. Everything's showing. Gotcha. Like, I'm about it, bro. Like you need to get a robe. You need to get a robe. No, I never will. You'll start feeling better about yourself if you get a robe. I don't want to feel better about myself. You could like fuck with the robe on. You could just open the robe. You could totally fuck. Yeah, you don't want to, you want to wear a shirt, but you could just wear the robe, bro. It'd be similar. You'll be warmer. Except it'd be open in the middle. Way more positions you can hit. I like the practicality of this. You'd have the entire middle open, but it would be covering your whole back and butt area. That might feel better to you. It could. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Um, I'll consider that. In what circumstances will you take your shirt off? Yeah. I don't know. It just has to, I just have to feel it. It's got to be one of those, like, this is the right moment kind of thing. <laughs> something has to I feel like you're getting grilled right now about this shirt thing. but has to be happening, I guess, in order for me to feel like it's like, this is the moment. And why yeah. don't you? It's like a, it's one of those slow cup scenarios when you're like, you know when it's time. Okay, but why don't you? I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable about being too, like, unclothed, I guess. It's weird because I'm the complete opposite because, like, I surprise motherfuckers when I take my shirt off because they don't know, like, What's going on? How many sit ups I do, and clothes like don't do me justice. And when I come off, like people be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and you think like (laughs) I've I've lost like so much weight and stuff recently. You think I'd be like super ready to take my shirt off all the time. I'm super fascinated by David's like whatever eating disorder he came down with that got him to this point. I know, but like it was like I would see him at glassless. And then, like, the next one, he'd be, like, 50 pounds lighter. And I'm like, are you doing meth or are you just working out? Like, which one I'm is it? I'm hoping it looks like, like a healthy weight loss, at it, least. You look healthy. Okay, you look good. healthy, but it happened real fast. And I've it known did, you during actually. that period. So, like, yeah, what ugh, did you it's do? like, we which kind of drug really we're using? We did it. Hey, started eating better. But you were always a vegetarian. Yeah, but then that, that meant I was eating, like, way too much fucking carbs. Like, a lot of fries and stuff. Not fries, but, like, a lot of pasta. We get it. A lot of bread. Eat bread and cheese all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, a lot of that shit, so I was not... We get it. Garlic bread for days. I, I agree, though. When I have sex, like, I'm fully nude because I think I look way better naked than I do in clothes. Yeah. So... But like also... Everybody looks kind of awkward naked in some ways. People look weird naked. As much as, like, I don't, like, I get insecure about my body. Like, I know, like, if I'm naked with a guy, he's like, all right. (laughs) Okay. I I just like being the pleasant surprise. Like, I'm like, when your paycheck was, like, a little bit bigger than you thought it would be. Like, you you did the math and you're like, wait, what? That's See, like, I don't think I have the confidence to think that people would be impressed by me naked. So maybe that's why I'm just like, we're going to cover I up. I certainly don't think they would be like, you have the type of body where you need to keep your shirt on. 
fair. I don't think you know that would be I'm going to text you every day that I'm impressed by you naked until you feel better about Say yourself. Say it in the mirror. Write it on the mirror. Yeah. yeah self-affirmations work, These affirmations, bro. I'm like, I know everybody keeps telling me to do them, but I'm also just like, I can't. Because they would also make me feel uncomfortable if I was having sex with a guy who always kept his shirt on. Yeah. Then I would start to feel And also, I think anyone would be like a little bit uncomfortable if they were having sex with you, but... That's, that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Anyone at this table, uh, I mean... I don't know, man, you like, have to think about the thing. I'm you. getting like six that. in, so it's like... Yeah. Well, now that's just insulting that it takes six beers for you to like. No, like, <laughs> this is a solid number, man. A little too much, I think. Sometimes I drink six beers and I'm like, oh, I didn't really drink today. You I know? had four blondes and two IPAs, though. I guess I just drink way more than I do, I guess. Four blondes is like, four yeah, blondes is like three IPAs and I'd be good to go with you, bro. So. Oh. Yes. Four, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think that. you're funny. And like, what's what's hotter than humor, bro? Yeah. I have no idea. What is? It doesn't seem to be doing much for me, but I appreciate it. I did want to ask you this because I feel like you might have a good answer. A lot of people, well, not a lot of people don't, but some people just don't know. But conversely, do you feel like you hear a lot of bad advice that you think people should stop saying? Yeah. Um, my main one is... Uh, Boys will be boys, which is some bullshit. Oh, that is such a good uh, answer. Oh, my God. Blood is thicker than water. Okay. Yeah, I don't Because like that. family, like, yeah, if you're an asshole, no, you're an asshole. Family. Regardless <laughs> if you're my cousin or not. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I know you really well, and I've seen that you have weak leg structure, so you know I'm going to kick the shit out of that if you talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I hate boys will be boys, and then blood is thicker than water because... I actually, yeah, I have a question that we're going to talk about a little bit later that will relate back. Answers. Yeah, we'll those are my two that, that I'm like, that stop that saying said. that shit to me mm-hmm. because... It's fucking corny, yeah. first well, of all. The, the blood of the sticker than water comes up very frequently on this podcast because there's so many times where people have extremely terrible, like, relatives, and, and they just feel obligated to very continue very damaging to, things to them. And the I also and feel like, like well, um, my mom. Yeah. as an individual, when you discover yourself, you are allowed to pick who you decide is your family. Yes. And my family has been coworkers before. And my aunties and cousins don't mean shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you're corny and also... Um, I don't think y'all can fuck for very long, so yeah, I automatically don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Some people think family is a free pass to treat anybody however they want to treat right. them. Right, it's some bullshit, right? Yeah. It's some total bullshit. Like, I just think it's corny that you being related to me by a choice that I didn't make before I was born is an excuse for why you treat me like an asshole. Yeah. Right. Like, your toxic behavior is an excuse just because we're on the same family tree. If yeah. there's a poison apple on your family tree, let that shit fall off and yeah. rot and let yeah. everyone else grow. So that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. I completely agree. And on the boys will be boy shit, uh, grown men need to learn how to communicate and also understand how much privilege they have and also shut up once in a while, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. That would be nice. Like, And that's how I feel about that. That's fair. I like that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So I, I met you through uh, uh, Glassless Minds, where you, you're you a host. I'm a host. Right? And you do poetry? I do poetry. And uh, before I came in here, you said you don't get poetry, Brittany. What the fuck? <laughs> do I need to drop, like, a couple poems for you? For you to be like, oh, that's dope. Here's the thing. Have you just, like, not ever, like, interacted with, like, a dope-as-fuck poet? No, she hasn't. That's I think that's true. what it might be, what it is. Here's the thing, and it is nothing to do with poetry in general. It's like, so, okay, it, I would say it's the same thing as when I start to watch a musical. When they start to sing songs that advance the plot, my brain just shuts off. And I, I love just, musicals. 
I like Greece a lot. What about La La Land? I think. Oh, um, I love La La Land too. But I'm talking about like. Um, I was gonna say Cabin what about, like, in the Woods. All those Disney movies that people love so much. No, I like Into the Woods. The entire movie is singing. But that, I heard that was and, just a bad movie. Well, I'm just saying. For example, <laughs> the singing in the movie is not just a song break. It, it, the singing advances the plot, and my I, I will just. St- and it's just done. Yeah. I so stopped paying it. So poetry, w- the same thing is like, even if it's a very simple poem, like I'm a pretty smart person, but for whatever reason, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just like don't interpret it in any sort yeah. of way. Um, I think what helped me. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know, I'm probably one of, um, I'm basically the product of poetry. Uh, probably one of the first uh, individuals to be pumped out of a poetry warehouse and be, to be formed and crafted into a like spectacular poet, so I was basically drafted into poetry at maybe eleven or twelve years old. I spent the next ten years learning how to cry on command, how to make your voice crack, to make people interested. Um, and I'm dope as fuck, and I know that, and I know I'm better at performing than most people that I'm around. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think part of it is I've never really seen live poetry. So I think that would be a way oh, different that's what you fucking than, up. than just reading it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Totally different. That's yeah. like, oh, one time I heard a story about smoke, someone smoking weed, but I've never done it. But I understand all of it. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what it is. But um, oh, yeah, I have I was, a lot of wrong opinions. I will tell you <laughs> that right now. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Good to know. Um, but yeah, I'm totally the product of like a very focused point to make and craft a dope poet from successful mentors. And I, I lived my life like that. Almost more than a decade of my life was focused completely on 24 hours, seven days a week on cranking out good. Good is a subjective word, but successful yeah. poetry. I see. The focus was to make um, basically like an Olympic athlete out of poetry. And I feel like that's what happened to me. And um, what can I say? I'm dope as fuck because of it. <laughs> I feel like I kill everywhere I go. Yeah, for sure. uh, <laughs> but also through that, after years of like learning how to understand yourself, uh, figuring out how to understand when you're being false for a crowd and learning how to write for individuality and not for impressing an external force. And I feel like that's something I've come into over the last couple of years. And it's just made me even doper because I have those performance skills and also a very introspective and internal style of writing yeah. that gets down and I feel like you should just come to glasses and watch me get down and then you'll be like oh I get it now like he's dope as fuck okay I'm gonna do that <laughs> but I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with when they start comedy yeah and, and then I is... think also when people hear poetry it's just such a it's such a tough word to digest yeah you know you hear you you feel the Edgar Allan Poe jizz on your face like as soon as someone <laughs> says that and it's tough. It's tough to work through. But, like, for me, um, I'm dope when you talk to me in person. And someone once told me that your poem is just a conversation said to a crowd. And I'm dope in conversation. And I'm just as dope as poem. And if you feel like you're really interacting with the crowd and you're being very genuine. And genuinity is the most important part of performance. Because people can see through you very instantly. Yeah. And I feel like it's really important that if you want to connect with a crowd, you need to be honest with yourself from day one and that starts with the writing so you need to be completely 100% transparent with your own emotion and own words and when you drop that genuine people recognize genuinity and real recognize real and that's how it goes so if I feel like I'm fronting on a poem 
I know right away that the crowd knows that I'm running. So if I come 100% real and I'm 100% honest, like they're gonna get some dope shit that night. And that's how I feel. And uh, also I kill and I'm dope and that's why I run a venue. So, <laughs> like, what, what can I tell Brittany? you? What was I gonna Something say? About oh, I was gonna say, well, cause what he was saying about how it took him a couple years to start being honest on stage. Like I feel like people who start comedy right. struggle with that at first. They just want to try and say what they think yeah. the crowd would think was funny. Totally. And then it, they finally like get into their own sort yeah, of. Yeah. And it's like, how long can you do an impression until you realize that you're an individual? Yeah. And I, shout I, out I to feel my I'm words. open to, I'm way more open to this than magic. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's, that's, you fair. don't believe in magic. Oh, <laughs> do I, I don't believe in magic, but I believe in finessing, and so I'm obsessed with sleight of hand. Yeah, so, so here's my thing, is I don't like to feel like I'm very prideful. So I know, <laughs> even if I think it's cool, I'm like, I know you're fucking tricking me. I know it. Uh, I don't know how you're I doing it. I practice so much sleight of hand, and I blow motherfucking four-year-olds' minds when I'm in Walmart, and I make a, ear, uh, a fucking quarter pop out of their ear. They lose their shit, bro, yeah. and I'm like... That's some hero shit. Like, yeah. I'm a brown role model when I do that <laughs> shit. Like, your dad probably, like, will never be able to say I love you out loud, but I can make a quarter come out of your ear, so. Yeah. It just kills don't it give for up. me that I know that it, I'm just like, I know I don't know how you're doing it, but I know that there, there's something. Do you think something. you're just thinking about it too much? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. But, yeah. Have you guys watched uh, the show Love on Netflix? Love is my favorite Netflix original, and, um, I mean, it. I know it doesn't pertain to me because it's like some white love, but yeah. honestly, bro, there's some episode. There's no show I've watched more than Love on. I saw the first Netflix. season. So you know the episode where he takes her to the magic castle. Yeah. And she's like so. And forces not her into in, in a yeah, magic. And she's like, I don't like magic. I don't like that <laughs> episode. I was like, they. That is literally me. And you. she's sitting there. She's like, I don't know how you're doing it, but I know it's not. I'm like that. One hundred percent. I can dead ass remember like getting dumped, going home and watching. The Netflix original love that I love very much. The episode, the day, where they just go to the movies and the beach and then it's over. <clears throat> and just being like, oh, I might kill myself tonight because yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> yeah. much love. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes, though. Life is weird. It does. It, yeah. It does be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got, y'all got any other questions yeah, for me? Well, we got, we got some questions. Yeah, some advice from the internet that people I go are, first, right? Yes, you do. I just want right, to be ready. This is a real simple... Well, okay. So it says, my wife and I often grocery shop together. My wife will predictably identify something among my few items and ask that I return it to the shelf. It reminds me of a mother telling a child to put back the lucky charms, yet she may have a few similar items. I typically put up some resistance but relent to avoid an in-star argument. These episodes have taken their toll on me. I have voiced my feelings to my wife in the moment and during therapy. These small issues have become a metaphor for what I feel is belittling me and my role. Should I simply stand down from shared shopping excursions is giving up a healthy strategy. I will no, um, I will need to explain why I no longer accompany her. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. I like your um, your corporate voice. It's really great. <laughs> we get it. You've had a better job than I have. <laughs> you don't say bracken to customers. We get it. Uh, I do phone sales, so, uh, you know. Um, I think the main thing, the easiest fix, is uh, both of y'all make more fucking money, and then you can just Postmates groceries to your store, your but house. I, I think the problem is not the money. I think it's like she's like, this isn't good for you, or you shouldn't buy this junk. Yeah, right. I feel like uh, with that, I think um, if you truly love and respect your partner and they feel they have a critique about uh, how you're living your life, Maybe take it 
to a deeper value than just like fuck what you're saying you know like maybe listen to that shit because if this is someone you're choosing to spend your life with and obviously if you're grocery shopping together you're probably fucking around like for on some serious shit because i don't grocery shop with nobody that i'm just fucking around with well it's his wife oh this is their wife yeah yeah definitely um because i feel like as soon as you lock someone in like you won and like if you really want to spend that time with them like you won and just listen to them and also like communication is super key and i feel like it's super corny for you to think that you know everything especially and to think that you can't grow over the years like i feel like people stop growing as soon as they get locked into something where they feel like they've already like succeeded but growing happens until the day that you die so like if you feel like you can't grow and you can't take advice from someone who's saying that you're doing this but if you totally feel like you're being hypercritical and maybe a motherfucker just want to drink like two IPAs before he goes to bed <laughs> he work hella hours like let me just have that win yeah. and if you have a partner that can't communicate with that that to you and feels like they need to attack every single aspect of your life and you communicate to them that hey I feel like every time I try to buy something you trip on me about this Maybe that's not the partner for you and you're settling. So, yeah, that was an interesting perspective on it. Maybe there's some things to be learned from both sides for sure. But I feel like it's like that's the thing about adulthood is that you can buy whatever you want, do whatever you want, eat ice cream at midnight. Well, it doesn't I was matter. gonna say, yeah, I was supposed to get my tonsils taken out like two years ago because I would get strep throat a lot. But you were just like, on gang, I don't want to do that, so I'm not. Well, right. So, like, my tonsils are really big, so they were like, you should get them taken yeah. out. That's why you, you don't need to brag about your big-ass tonsils <laughs> right now. We get it. It's not a tonsil measuring contest. Oh, they're, they're huge. Okay. <laughs> do you, like, drop that on first dates where you're like... Yeah. Hey, a doctor just so also you know, told me once that I don't have a gag reflex. Oh, so. shit. That is a brag. That you're is like, true. <laughs> I got big-ass tonsils. How you feel about that, Poppy? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's going to provide a little bit more, you know, like... What, friction. What is, friction. Yeah. yeah. But I was supposed to get them removed, and they told me that the recovery as an adult is super crazy, painful, and horrible. And they were like, but you can eat as much ice cream as you want. I'm like, can I, I can already I can already do that, bro. I'm like, I'm like, an adult. I can already eat as much ice cream as I want. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So if I'm going to the grocery store with my husband, and he's taking, like, Oreos out of my cart, like, there's going to yeah. be a fucking problem. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. There's certain things where I'm like, I, I, I get it. I know you're trying to look out for me, but at the same time, like, there's days where I'm going to be sad and I need to eat sugar. Word. <laughs> See, and also, I feel like if you have a partner who can't read that body language immediately, that, like, yo, I'm on off one and I might just need to fuck it up today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just need to fuck up some carne asada fries and you need to get away from me. Yeah. And if they can't read that, then that's probably not the partner for you and it's, you're settling for show. Especially if it's getting to the point where, like, he's brought it up in therapy. She still can't help herself from doing it and he's considering never going grocery shopping with his wife again. Like, And also, if that's the smallest thing that's throwing you off, like, I don't know if I could be with this person because they like fucking double stuff Oreos, that's not the motherfucker for me, bro. I gotta go. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I was talking about this with uh, with my wife the other day uh, about like having like because they, they were having some um, like mug cakes. Like there's like a cake that you can make inside of a coffee mug, uh, which I'm fascinated they, by. They were ha- they were on sale at my job plus my 25 percent off. I bought like three boxes of it, and she was like, "Well, we have candy here. Like the kids have ho- like Halloween candy." I'm like, "You don't understand. Like there's gonna be days where I'm gonna be like." really sad and it needs some carbs to fill that hole in yeah. my heart. I need a warm cake <laughs> and a mug. Warm yeah. and a mug. We all need a warm cake. <laughs> like warm cake is what we need, bro. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really eaten today, so anytime somebody brings up any sort of food, it sounds like the best Ooh. thing I've ever had in 
my entire life. So. You're fucking around. Love Dang yourself it. more. I need a 25% off cake mug. Today is a pho <laughs> day for show. Oh, my friend had pho earlier. Oh, I want the ramen so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Why did you do this to me? Soup. All right. I love soups. All right, hit me with the next yeah, one. Yeah. Get me, come be, on. We're supposed to go to soup plantation. We haven't done that. Oh, yet. I get it. I'm entertaining as fuck. <laughs> I can talk between your questions, but hit me with them. All right. So this one says, uh, this is funny because we kind of similar to what we're talking about. Uh, I'm not really a shy person, but when it comes to sex, I have a really tough time letting go of my inhibitions. I am embarrassed to show that I'm enjoying sex, and I'm self-conscious as well. A few weeks ago, my boyfriend of five months told me that he feels uh, we have been we have a sexual disconnect. He thinks that I don't enjoy sex with him because I show no emotion. This is seriously threatening our relationship because he truly feels that he can't please me and never will. Uh, I haven't been able to convince him that it isn't him, it's me. He is brokenhearted about this and has really hurt him and his self-confidence. I'm wildly attracted to him, and he just doesn't believe me when I tell him this. I don't know what to do or how to fix this. Help. Word. I think um, for me, shout-outs to past lovers who... Uh, for all transparency, were a little bit older than me and were able to, like, put me on game. Um, I think coming doesn't happen unless communication happens, and it's super cerebral, uh, I think, on both sides. So if you're not able to communicate during sex, um, then nothing's going to happen. If you don't feel comfortable enough with your lover to ask them what do you need in this situation right now to yeah. get you to that place, that's not someone you should be having sex with at this moment. And you're not in a place where you could be... Uh, on their level to be making that happen. So I feel like for me, like, um, once I, I accepted that, cause I used to be a super insecure lover, like totally like immediately after sex being like, was that okay? Like, and apologizing for me partaking in one of the most intimate acts you can take part in. Super relatable. You know, like apologizing all the time, feeling sorry that I didn't perform better. And I think for me, like, what took that off is just, like, if you're with someone where you don't feel, like, during, you can ask, like, hey, what do you need right now? What do you need me to say to you? What do you need me to do right now for you to get to that space? Because we need to build that rapport where we're bouncing off back and forth that we can get to that space. And if you're not able to do that, that's totally not someone you should be with at this moment. And also, if they're super hypercritical of how you're going about it, and they can't hang, and they're making you feel bad about yourself, that whole interaction is not going to feel like a successful, intimate interaction. So, like, if they're just coming for your neck, and you don't feel great, and you feel worse about yourself than when before you went into this intimate situation with this person, that shouldn't have happened at all, because sex should make you feel better, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you should feel... You should feel empowered. You should feel like you you held it down and yeah. you got it down and you were communicating with someone. Their needs were met. Your needs were met. Um, that's how I feel about that. And um, don't be afraid to talk to your lover. And if your lover doesn't want to talk to you and communicate with you during that, that's not your lover at all. That's just someone who's trying to get their needs met and they're being very selfish in that situation. Yeah. And they don't understand that maybe you might be on a different level than them and you might need a little more assistance mm -hmm. than they're used to. Yeah. But also, like, if you can't fuck, uh, figure that shit out <laughs> real quick if you're, like, too far in the game. Yeah, for uh, sure. But also, like, you know, like, don't feel like you're taking, a, like, like, you can't talk. To, if you feel like you can't talk to someone you're literally, literally inside of, uh, then that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I think she's putting too much pressure on herself, too, because some people just aren't super expressive lovers. 
So it doesn't sound like she's not enjoying it, but he's putting all this pressure on her to be a completely different person yeah. when she's having sex with him, which is like, that's not really your responsibility to do that for him. But I used to be the opposite. Like I used to, I would be totally fine if somebody told me like, this is what I like you to do, or I would be totally fine asking them like, oh, do you like this? But if somebody asked me what I liked, I used to be like, I don't fucking know. Word. And that used to really bother me. I'm like, no, don't word. ask me, just do it, word. just do it. And I hated that. And that used to make me feel really uncomfortable. And then afterwards I would feel like kind of shitty about it. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. And now I feel like I do, but it took a lot of time, but that used to throw me off a lot. Like that really bothered me. Yeah. I think I would, I would like say like, um, as a broader, like, step back, like, view of it, you should be more invested in the fact that you could communicate anything to each other other than, like, this is exactly what I need you to do in this moment right now. I think that to have a successful sexual relationship, you need to have that comfort level where you could say, like, I feel comfortable enough to talk to you about this but I don't think it's as important of being like, I need you to eat my ass right now. Yeah. Like, eh, like. And I think, oh, like, before, like, it's, like, I have, like, it took me forever before I actually ever came during sex, like, years and years and years and years, which isn't, like, normal for normal. girls or, like, women a lot of times. So I think before when they would ask me, like, what do you like? I'm like, it's not going to happen for me anyway. Yeah. Gonna, so I'm like, just don't ask me that. Like, it'll happen for you. Do what you're doing. It's fine. I enjoy sex. But, like, it's like, uh. th that question is pointless to me. But now I would be like, oh, do this and this and this, and then it'll happen. But no before word. I was like, it's not going to. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like for someone who's like, for me, someone who uh, has killed it across the entire sexual spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Like just destroyed. Uh, A lot of happy customers. <laughs> I feel like I do, like, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm in and out. Like, I'd probably have mixed reviews. I'm like an in and out burger spot. Like, <laughs> There's probably better burger spots in the world, but you know I'm solid as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're going to get what you came for. You you, you showed up for some animal-style fries. You're getting <laughs> animal-style fries, yeah. homie. Like, and I feel like, um, for me, like, understanding the sexual spectrum and then understanding, like, the cerebral orgasm and, like, shout-outs to poetry, bro, because, like, I honestly, don't know that like, I've had a cerebral orgasm. I feel like it's, I feel like it's, like, 70% cerebral and 30% physical, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the recipe I apply to myself, because, like, I don't know, I mean, physically for me as a man, like, yeah, I'd be nutting if, like, you stroke long enough, yeah. but if you say some shit that gets in my head, I see the face of God, you know, like, you can get to another level, yeah, and, like, sure. that's what we're chasing, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Tihi, uh, just be better about talking to your lover yeah. and um, understand communication and understand that sexual communication happens outside of just sexual situations. Yeah. You know, like the way you talk to your lover outside of just when you're having sex is very important to how it relates back to during that. 35 to, I mean, maybe seven minute period for some people, um, I mean, depending on your cardiovascular health. <laughs> that seems way too much time for me, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, care, depends. care about your cardiovascular health a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so it's learn how to jump rope. brought up earlier, <laughs> the whole thing about boys will be boys. Cause normally me and Brittany don't do this, but I read the advice that the person gave to this person and their whole thing was like really terrible. It was just like, 
Guys don't want to hear about, like, your worries and complaints about sex. They just want to feel good. Don't be bothering them with all this stuff about how you're not enjoying sex and don't be mm. communicating your insecurities because they don't want to hear it anyways. They just want to feel good. Sex is for men. Just <laughs> Which is corny as just fuck. Just like, do whatever I he believe. wants you to do. I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was crazy. That's horrible. It was yeah. terrible advice. And also, like, I think for me as, like, a ref- like I like to consider myself as, like, a reformed fuckboy. Okay. Like, we went through the 12 steps. We understand, <laughs> like, how we understand empathy, first of all. Okay. If you're not fucking with an empathetic lover, um, right. sh- get on game, homie. Um, but I think, like, yeah, totally, like... I mean- I feel like empathy is like the main emotion I'm trying to bring know. to the game. I've had sex with a sociopath, and they're so egotistical that they want to be good at it. You know, oh, you're on some Ameri- like I be on some American Psycho shit, low key though. Like where I look at myself, but that's just because I'm hot. So like <laughs> I can't blame myself. Where I like do like the like. I need to hang out with you more. I'm hoping some of this confidence will rub off on me because I, I need it, it desperately. Yeah, I like, feel for more real. You, um, I'm feeling a little better. I feel like there is a yeah, little and also like if you don't me. love yourself, like oh, I definitely if don't. you don't love yourself, you cannot probably love another person and mm-hmm. like honestly yeah um yeah like with the, with the boys will be boys thing and that like sex is only for men like i really feel that like the best way to enjoy any form of relationship whether it be platonic because shout out to my platonic uh partners in my life shout out to my homies that i'm able to hang out with and not view them as only as sexual objects hey yo michelle where you at <laughs> shout out to you um shout out to bobby shout out to ali y'all the dopest um I'm going to say, like, I feel like if you're not able, if it's if it's a 70, 30 percent relationship, it's not a great relationship. If it's 51.1 percent relationship, it's not a good relationship. It needs to be 50, 50 both sides. You need to meet halfway. And it's super corny that men only view. And that says a lot about their own personality, that if you only view women or women, ex-women, like, as something that you can come up on and something you can take from, you are not in a place to, like, have a successful, healthy relationship. And it's super corny when I hear, like, people at my job will be like, oh, you've been fucking bitches, though, right? And I'm like, that's so corny. And it's like, no, I personally have been having very successful, healthy relationships where both parties are satisfied emotionally, physically, and also our communication's on point. And you will never experience a level of that because you're only thinking of yourself in that situation. And to be honest, like, all of my, like, once I accepted this is that, like, sex should happen at a 50-50 place at a crossroad, um, it got a lot better. And, like, you only think of yourself. If you only think of yourself in that situation, first of all, I feel like from a womanhood perspective, if you feel like someone is taking more from you than what you are giving, uh, that's corny as fuck, and you need to love yourself a little bit more. Um, And I feel like it's just coming, it should meet in a nice little happy space where everybody's getting what they want. Yeah. And communication is happening. I feel like I'm getting so much. What they want is for you to take your shirt off. (laughs) 
nip-nops. Yeah, bro, show the nip-nops off. <laughs> yeah. Show your nip-nops off. I'm so that. excited. Nip-nops. Show your nip-nops the, off while you're boning, David. This, this whole discussion is really, I want, I want, I feel like I can leave this podcast and take on the world now. I feel so. Yeah. Drive home without your shirt on. <laughs> yeah. And what? then go home. Right now. You're, go home you and be have like, hey, yo. Yeah. The true. shirt coming off tonight, homie. You drive a Prius. <laughs> I know it has heat. <laughs> it does, but. Yeah. yeah. Blast those heaters right on your nip knobs. I don't know if I'll take it that far to drive home straight, without homie. my shirt on. But you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good right now. This is this is very exciting. I'm um, glad. <laughs> I don't know how your little device works, but um, I'm probably gonna pee myself I in about have to pee really point bad. two seconds. Mm-hmm. So can we do a pee break? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna pause. get another beer. Actually. Yeah, let's pause. Yeah, I'm into that. Yes. Oh, wow. Not the game. Uh, see, don't be about it. Do it. Or be about <laughs> it. Don't talk about don't it. Talk about be about, about it. it. But be, yes. I'm going to get a tramp stamp so when you peg me, you can remember. Okay, I will. My friend and I were just talking about that. Like, she really wants to peg someone. And then I said something in response. Oh, she sent me a picture of something that was gross. And I was like, ew. And she was like, you would never want to peg someone. And I was like, oh, no, I would totally peg someone. I was saying ew to something else. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to be like someone's Pegasus. (laughs) That is such a magical way to put it. <laughs> but you don't believe in magic, bro. I, I believe in different kinds of magic. Yeah. Like being someone's Pegasus. Being someone's Pegasus, yeah. Okay, I will preface this. I know that we said we were not going to do trigger warnings, which I fully agree with. But since I know your specific friend listens to this podcast and specifically cares about this issue, I will give a trigger warning that this might have sensitive issues. This definitely has sensitive issues regarding weight. Okay. Wait. No. Wait. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, Weight loss. So uh, I don't know what our advice is going to be, but you might be triggered by it. Okay. I, no, I, I got you. Um, shout outs to me. Uh, I've had a, a eating disorder since I was like 12. Um, I've been a boxer since I was like a kid, and it's been a super easy excuse to why I'm throwing up all the time and I be like, see, I'm yeah. cutting weight. I'm yeah. cutting weight. And I'm not. I'm just sick. <laughs> um, yeah. But I feel like... Uh, Teaching yourself to eat again when you're in your mid-20s is something insane. Like, for me, like, uh, stepping back and viewing that and being like, you need to learn how to eat and learn how to function. And I would just say, like, look, if you're having a really hard time with, with your weight and you're struggling with that, I want you to understand that if you don't feel like you love yourself, uh, I'm a super open book, so I love you. I love you and your body, and your body matters. And the fact that there's so many motherfuckers that aren't here today that wish they could still have their body that got taken away way too soon, understand the privilege you have for me personally to be like, my body is still here and it matters and it's valid and there's validity to my weight and there's validity to me eating a meal every day and it's really important and you need to hold it down. If you're not willing to hold it down for yourself... Hold it down for someone who wishes they could still be here. And so if you can't hold it down for you, hold it down for them. Yeah. Like, and that's what's up. For sure. Yeah. Let's get into it. That's great advice. All right. So it says, one of my employees is a rather heavy person and has broken four chairs in the past year. My office is pretty flexible about office equipment. So after the first chair, I gave her the catalog to pick what she needed. After chair number two and two conference room chairs broke, I suggested getting a heavy duty chair. She burst into tears and said she didn't want a fat lady chair because it was stigmatizing. I get it. Our culture is unforgiving to fat people, especially fat women. Chair number three met the fate of chair number two. And for chair number four, I ordered her a heavy duty chair. 
she swapped it with a coworker. That chair broke too. My boss, looking at her supply budget, said that she takes and uses a heavy-duty chair or she is gone. So my question to you is, what did I do wrong to get to this point, and how should I approach the use this chair or be fired conversation? She is an otherwise okay pl- okay employee, not the best, not the worst. I just can't have her absorbing the equipment budget for six people. Word. Okay. Um, the way I see it is, um, first of all, the United States is the only place that stigmatizes the weight number. Every other country in the world prioritizes healthy activity for your weight bracket. So when you look at the United States and as someone who studied personal training his whole entire life, has been obsessed with fitness his whole entire life because when I was eight years old, someone told me that if I keep eating the way I'm eating, I'm going to get heart disease and then die like my uncle. Uh, That sticks in your head. So for me, I feel like you need to understand if you chose to hire this person and you feel like they've done nothing wrong to the company and there's no and also it's not a reason to fire anyone no I don't think you can legally you fire can't legally yeah. <laughs> first of all I mean first unless of all, it's in California there are certain states that are at will employment states so you can fire somebody for basically anything but at that point it's discrimination I don't know how you say, I don't I mean it's, it's, it's hard to legally it's hard to say because they're breaking a lot of stuff and costing you a lot of money but you're firing them for being overweight. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that would be legal. Yeah, it's super corny. Um, just be a better employer to your employees, which I feel like around the spectrum everyone needs to do. Well, it sounds like this employer actually is trying their best they're trying, to, uh, yeah. to work with the situation that they're given. So I think maybe there was something that happened in that first communication that made uh-huh. the person not feel good about themselves. And so I think maybe then the conversation needs to be had in a different way because they obviously took it really hard that yeah. they, that this was happening. So I think... I feel like even if you put it in the most delicate way, it's still embarrassing to hear you yeah. need a special chair. Don't bring chair. it up at all. Just fucking pay for that chair. It's easier yeah, than the like headache that's going to come with you bringing this up in the first place. Yeah. But just buy what, that fucking chair, bro. You will make how much money in capitalism is best. Just buy that fucking chair, bro. What do you do, though, if you literally, your company can't afford to keep buying new chairs all the time? That's a tough one. It is so, it's so tough. That's kind of why, I, at first I was like, I'm not going to pick this question because it's it just like gnarly and insensitive. Yeah. But then I was like, no, it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. It is tricky because the employer actually wants to work with the person and they don't like to put them in a situation. Right. So. Yeah, but I, I, I think I understand it, I guess, at a different side of the spectrum as someone with an eating disorder who's not been able to ring up customers because I get nervous about something and I'm dry heaving in the bathroom during my shift and I I understand that and I understand that it's a business but it it still breaks my heart that we're in a space that so many people don't get the help they need in a way that is beneficial to them and doesn't make them feel like they're being a burden to the entire United States spectrum because I totally feel like every time I bothered my employer with being like, I'm super depressed and I'm having a trouble at work or I'm throwing up at work because I hate my body and I feel like I don't understand how I look when I look in the mirror. Um, 
I get that from a business owner's perspective, and it's such a tough relationship because, like... It's hard because I totally agree with you. I think companies do not take mental health seriously enough as far as, like... like if If I have the flu, they're like, don't come to work. If I say I'm depressed, they're, you're faking it sort mm. of thing. But Word. What if what if you are, like, you go to work and you constantly have anxiety, so you're constantly, like breaking shit and damaging property and you're like hey that's my anxiety like uh, at what point does the employer have the right to be like I can't and, do this and for me as like shift leader Josh who's been shift leader Josh for a very long time I think I get it you know like because you're damaging the brand you're damaging the money and you're making my day harder and you're making everyone in the company harder and I think for me I understand my mental health very well and I understand how to be very individualistic about that and understand when it's selfish for me to say that you need to meet me at this place every single time. Yeah, because that's that's where I'm kind of like, okay, they, they ended up buying her the, for what they said, heavy-duty chair and then that person switched it with the coworkers. So they are refusing to cooperate to... Yeah, and I get it. They're embarrassed, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's a tough one. It's a, it is a tough one, and I, I yeah, because I, I can totally tell. Else. Like maybe times when I was much younger, um, where I put up, I put my employer in a hard place because I was like, "Yo, my mental health is in this space, but you need this shift covered, and you're yeah. fucked in this situation if I don't come in." Yeah, and like for me now as an adult who's grown into himself and has also run like entire shifts learning how to separate my personal life and my workplace has been very healthy for me and being like look this is where we turn that shit off and when I'm off at 5 o'clock or whatever and I go home I can trip on whatever I want but right here I'm getting paid to be on game I'm getting paid to be sharp so that's what I need to do right now Yeah. I also think there's a, a certain amount of leeway where it's if I'm really tripping and I'm like, hey, yo, I need two days and I've been here a year and you need to understand this, right? Something's going on and I need two days. Understand that shit, all right? Yeah. And if you can't understand that, then that's kind of fucked, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not willing to meet me in that place. But also, I understand that this is your money. It's not my money. It's your reputation. It's not my reputation, you know? And, and especially with smaller businesses, I feel like... You need to be game to that. And you need to be like, hey, I need to be able... For me, what I learned is like, hey, maybe if you go to all your therapy appointments and you take care of yourself, maybe this won't happen. And for me, that's how I rep it. Like, you know, be a, because like, just because like I feel like I have a mental illness or an eating disorder, that doesn't mean accountability doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't mean I can I can use it as the main excuse That's for why I don't show true. up to work yeah. every day. Mm -hmm. I can't use it as a main excuse to why all my relationships fall apart. It's like, no, you need to be on game to your shit. Like, you know, yeah. like if I'm feeling off, be adult enough to handle your own issues and still be able to handle my rent, my hours, my yeah. labor, my running the shift, running this, you know, working this five to six p.m. Yeah. or whatever like it's not an excuse to why i can't provide you know and sometimes you just can't sometimes you're not capable of doing that depending yeah. on where so you I, are so i feel like life. there is a space but where you're it gets right that enough. you could there is still accountability yeah regardless mm -hmm. of what 
ails you. Where, and I, I, I hate being on the fence about anything. Like, I feel like you need to pick a side. But I feel with that, like, you need to understand it and view it as a broader spectrum. So, like, step back and view the company as a whole, as a whole, yeah. and understand that this is not just your money. This is not just your time and effort. This I, is, yeah. you know, like, this is this is bigger than you. So, like, how selfish is it to be like, I can't show up to work today because I'm feeling off. You I know? feel like the way they should approach it is not a, hey, like, I know this is awkward and I'm sorry, but, like, you either take this chair or you're done. I feel like they should approach it in a way, like, there is no judgment yeah, at all. exactly. But we can't afford to keep buying new office chairs, so, like, let's come up with a solution together. Like, how Word. should we approach this? Yeah. And, and that's what... That, what would make you feel comfortable? And what a, what a connection between what we were talking about before with earlier questions about sexuality and then also, like, this corporate situation of communication is key. Like, yeah. why do you feel you can't talk to your employee and be like, hey, look, this is what's happening with us on our side, you know, and I understand your side, so let's try to find a happy medium, Yeah, let's right? work this out together. Like, what would make you feel good? But we, th- this is something that we, like, we and can't we, continue And we're not with. shaming you in yeah. any way. We're not mad at you in any way. You're not... We're not upset at you in any way. No guilt on you, you know, word, but also understand, like, yeah. hey. Yeah. Like, you know. not telling them to do something, but what would be the best way that you feel comfortable solving this problem? Word. Yeah. All right. Word. Hit me with the next one. What <laughs> well, like, I'm about it. Okay, so this one says... Uh, my girlfriend doesn't trust me, and she has no reason not to. We've I been dating. Doubt it. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons not to trust your ass, bro. A few months, and last night we had a date, and things were going really well. She was over at my home for dinner, and when, uh, when I went to take a shower, she checked my phone uh, and text messages. Uh, I don't like she, that one. She confronted me, very angry, asked, who are Debbie and Maria? I felt very <laughs> violated and told her that she had no business looking at my phone. Uh, that was an invasion of privacy. I told her that Debbie and Maria are work colleagues of mine, but she doesn't believe me. She Anytime accused- a man describes somebody as a colleague, they're fucking them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, she accused me of being a player, stormed out, and now won't take my calls. What should I do? Word. Uh, cut your I got, losses? I got words. Okay. I got words. All right. Uh, transparency is key. Oh, I don't know about Let's say that. it again. Transparency is key. If you did not pull me aside and say, hey, we are together. We're not seeing anyone else. Game is game, motherfucker. Game yeah. is game. <laughs> but isn't that a technicality? No, you need to pull me aside. Sure. You need to pull me aside and and if you don't feel you're in a place where you can confidently say, like, hey, I'm trying to see you and only you, and I want you to only see me and only me. Yeah, that that's conversation how I'm needs trying to, to happen. I do, yes. yeah, okay. That conversation needs let's to take place. Let's say they had that conversation, though, because we don't know that they didn't. So let's assume they did. Yeah. So if you did have that conversation and you play on the game, then you're corny as fuck and you go back on your word. But do you believe him that Debbie and Maria are just work colleagues? It depends on this. It's so I think it's we so need, situational. We know what the text message said. It's yeah, so situational. Yeah, yeah, because, because well, I don't know. I don't know. Some people but get also, upset about I feel like anything. If so. you go through someone's phone without their permission, that's a red flag to me, bro. Like for me, especially so so early. Early it's only been a couple of months. Super early. If you and, don't um, trust him that much already, that just says something about that person. That yeah, totally yes. says something about like. 
for me, and I'm going to be real, like, that situation has gone down on both sides. Where me being the receiver and also the giver of that situation uh, in much younger years, <laughs> like, like, totally, like, high school years, um, I think, like, yeah, word, like, you need to be transparent. And also, like, that invasion of privacy tops Everything Like, the fact that you would betray their trust behind their back like that totally tells me that you're not ready for whatever relationship you're trying to pursue with that person. Especially if there's seemingly no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I could say for a word, like, I've been with someone, with someone I'm with, and I see their phone there, and... I've seen them unlock their phone and I know that their password is like three over and then the Z and then like up one. And I know what their password is, but just like being in that space of being like, don't do that because you need to understand that like, they don't trust you to do that. Yeah. And also if you're in a space where you feel like you, like, like someone's double backing you and you've already said that like, Hey, it's us. Maybe that's not the person you should be with, like, mm. what we can go back with. Like, I think you have to have a really good fucking reason to be going through someone's shit. Yeah, don't go through motherfuckers' <laughs> phones, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm talk sorry, to them, motherfuckers. Have a good reason after two months. I feel like it's way too soon. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you don't have a good reason at that point. Yeah, because even if we were like, hey, we're not going to date anybody else, if it's only been a couple months, I would be like, you know, maybe he had some residual things that he's like Mm -hmm. tying up loose ends. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. For me, yeah, for me currently, like. (laughs) To give them the benefit of the doubt like that. I would would never go through somebody's phone. And a part of it is like, like, if I don't trust somebody, then I shouldn't be with them, blah, 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 blah. But also, like, a, a lot of it isn't even a moral, like, high ground thing it's like I would never go through somebody's I just wouldn't if if that would not I don't want to know I don't want to know like I don't want to go through somebody's phone and find something that's going to make me fucking sick to my stomach like if I really suspect that somebody's cheating on me or somebody's doing something you know you always know and then y'all gotta go to Plumeria and be like I don't know that you're cheating on me right now. Like, it's so weird. get the flower cups and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yeah. But like, if you're going through somebody's phone, it's because you know something's up. Yeah. Also, I feel like jealousy is a big red flag in relationships a lot of the time is because I don't know what it is about like our society that conditions people to think that like jealousy is a good thing and that. Uh, There's so much that there should should be like this possession and uh, shit. Brittany and David, do y'all think you're jealous lovers? I'm not. Um, not overly so. I think appropriately jealous. Appropriately, there's yes. an appropriate. I don't know. I feel like I've there's had, an appropriate level depending recently. on the situation. I think there's a natural human amount of jealousy. Yeah, because and I like, think that that is what I feel when it's. I don't think that I am irrationally jealous. Yeah, at all. like I feel like there's a like what you said, like a naturally human amount that's allowed. Where it's like this is someone I've been fucking with, and this has wounded me in a way. But it, it circles back to like if I don't feel like they're cool with me bringing this up to them right away. That tells me like, this was wrong. Yeah. If I'm like, Hey, this kind of hurt me that you like went out with this person, even though we said this, like, Hey, uh, you, maybe I'm interested in something more serious. And for me, like, I feel like if they don't reciprocate that back, like take that L and go, go out. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm jealous in the way that like, if, if I'm jealous, then you're probably doing something pretty wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'm jealous in the way, in relationships, in the way where like someone's into a band that I got them onto. And I'm like, 
I told y'all about them, and yeah. now you're telling motherfuckers about my band. Yeah, I told you about that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the front bottoms. I love the front bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, though, because like there's a Game of Thrones chat at my work that I refuse to join because I'm like. I don't want to see a bunch of people talking about how much they love Game of Thrones because I fucking know wait. that I love Game of Thrones more. Wait, so who? Wait, I need to know who's your man's from Game of Thrones because I have mine. Okay, uh, well you're not gonna like. Th- well, maybe you will actually, but I really liked Ramsey. <laughs> All right, obviously you're into toxic relationships. We get it, bro. Okay, I mean, obviously, like, Jon Snow is super hot. Jon Snow is hot as fuck. And, like, I'm like, all right, that's like, all right, I guess I'll betray all my ancestors and sleep with the white man if it's Jon Snow. I wanted, here's the thing, I didn't want Ramsay to win. I didn't like his character, but I thought he was hot. And that one scene where he was fucking the girl that he, like, had sex, like, his dog trainer girl or whatever she was, and he, like, she, like, bit his lip, and he started bleeding, and then he looked all crazy and was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh. But I'm, like, even worse because guess who my favorite is? I like Littlefinger a lot. Is it Littlefinger? No. My favorite is Meek, bro. Wait, Meek? The dude Ramsey tortures. Oh, 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 Reek. Yeah, Reek or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's hot as I could see that, but why? I'm like, oh, but his personality—he's like, a little bit. We get it. I'm a cancer. We get it. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. Okay. but also Jon Snow, but also Grey Worm because he's the only brown man in that show. Yes, Grey Worm is. Okay, is now I know how you fine. feel when we talk about Pokemon. Do you? Well, I was gonna say I don't understand. Well, I guess okay. You never watch? I don't watch Game of Thrones. He doesn't. Oh, so you don't like titties and swords? Like, what's up? I mean, those things. He doesn't appealing, like shows. Like he doesn't shows. like TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> Get on your Breaking Bad. Get on your Dexter. Well, I can't. That's a, Dexter's the reason I stopped watching shows. Okay, don't let that. Hey, seasons one through three, banger. Four. The rest of that. Four. Four is four was so really good. good. Four was probably Trinity? the best season. Trinity. Yes. Yeah, Trinity's. Trinity's ooh, the best. The Trinity. But then, then it's just not worth then it. Then yes, I know. I agree. Don't let that ruin it for you. It did though. I think All it's. Right. I think that's that's we're at we're we're get, getting to that time. So I think that's gonna be it for this episode. Um, All right. Do we have any updates? Um, how how is time uh, samples going? That's something that I need to stop talking about and being about for sure. Yeah, say that again into the mic. That is. Don't something. be about it. Don't be about that one. Yeah. That is don't something. talk about it. Be about it, but don't be about that one. Why? You don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, slime and samples. Mike. You need to stop talking about it and being and be about, about it. it. I need to make a logo. So that's what it, well, it's just been, so I've been looking for an apartment and that's been like a second. Taking up some time. It's been like a second, like literally if I'm not. Ooh, I can't wait till you get a thick apartment and also invite me into your housewarming party because I I love making sangria. (laughs) Oh, okay. Your sangria at that last party at Carla's house. It was fucking great. Okay. Oh, I made, oh wait, did I make you a coffee cocktail? Oh no, no, no. That was somebody else's sangria, but it was, Yeah. I'll well, I bet his it. is better. I'm and sure. what my friend and I that I'm moving in with, we're just talking about how if we have a place with a little bar, we're going to have a michelada and margarita night so you can bring sangria to that. <laughs> nice. I'm yeah. with it. All right. I'm doing it. Okay, so Slam and Samples is on its way. Yes, I've just, it's taken, I did, I did get with it, but then I have been focusing a lot on this, which is more important right now. So once this is settled, then I'm going to get real focused You're going to go on hardcore on Slam hard. and Samples. Yeah, it's going to, you're going to have so much Slam and Samples content, you won't know what to do. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. And as usual, if you want to ask us some solicited advice, you can uh, email us at unsolicitedadvicepodcast1 do that at shit. gmail.com. Do that shit. Do that for sure. 
And um, what life updates you got, David? You can also if you can also just Facebook message us, uh, yeah. or if you see me or Brittany out in life. You can ask me. <laughs> or stab them. Stab your, them. Your advice, um, questions in person if you really want to go that route. Uh, and it might be too soon to, to mention this, but... Oh, no. We should put it out there in the universe. Let's, let's put this out there in the universe because we want to be about it. Uh, we are definitely in the near future going to be doing a live podcast. At Glassless Minds. At Glassless Minds. You're going to be there. We're looking into venues right now. We'll At Glassless Minds. Where's that? That's Oceanside. the venue I host. So Where go there. It's in Oceanside, California. Hey. <laughs> There's also a really great brewery across Brittany the street. Brittany doesn't want to have to drive the amount of distance that I drive constantly to well, do this podcast. Well, I just think a lot of our fans might not. But we'll consider it. We'll figure it out. Are you trying to say you have more fans than me? Yes. <laughs> I get fair. it. Definitively. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Brittany's way cooler than you. She She's takes off her shirt during sex. Yeah, She's that automatically gives me a you. lot more points than you. That's not fair, okay? This is unrelated to sex. Uh, anyways, so yeah, possibly... <laughs> Um, live podcast coming to you very soon. Yeah. We're working on that right now. We're doing all the stuff to prepare for that in the near future. We're going to so probably have Jake that. as a guest on that episode. Probably. Yik. Yeah, most likely. Y'all are, you, you, all, everyone loves Jake. It's true. He's a fan favorite. I, I love think. Jake. You would love Jake. <laughs> I'm sure. Jeez. We should do a four-person one if I can get another microphone. <laughs> yes. So we'll invest in that. I got hella microphones in my house, bro. We could do that shit. Well, let's get some of these ports in here. We can get another splitter, and we can get Jake and, and you also on this one, and we'll do a four-person podcast. Word. All right. Uh, go to Glasses Minds. I was uh, going to ask you if you wanted to plug anything. Let me pl- <laughs> plug real quick. Go to Glasses Minds. Watch me host. Go to Killy's Coffee Roasters. Watch me make you a pour-over. That's a little bit overpriced, but I'm worth it. And because maybe you'll run into me there. I work right next door. So go to Symphony. Symphony Towers. Yeah. I'm about to say Symphony Notes because that's what we make for y'all. Yeah. Um, go there. Um, also, um, just love yourselves. Uh, come watch me fight. I, I punch motherfuckers in the head. Where? When? Uh, I fight all the time, motherfucker. Like, I, just, like just in life? <laughs> I am a trained <laughs> semi-professional boxer, yeah. so it's... A happen. relatively good setting. Yeah. Uh, but I hit hardest fuck and watch me knock someone out. It's really fun. Um, also, I'm this? interested in that. So where would I go to do you that? You would go to House of Boxing. You could go to Tijuana if you want to watch me fight. You can go to Southeast Asia if you want to watch me fight. 17 well, 0 10 knockouts. I hit hardest fuck, motherfucker. Okay, well, let's make that happen yeah, then. We'll figure out can y'all tell I'm six deep in? <laughs> um, <laughs> also, yeah. Um, Everybody send messages to David on Facebook telling him to take off a shirt while he fucks because yes. it, that makes me real sad. If you There's listen no. to this podcast and you do not message David Zafra. <laughs> David <laughs> Zafra. Spell it. Spell it into the mic. D-A-F-R-A. so they- A-F-R-A. David, how any Tell him to take off his shirt, bro, because... Oh if God. you do not message him on Facebook and tell him to take his shirt off during sex... You are doing a disservice. And you don't love puppies. And to David and to every woman that he has sex with. Yeah. Also, your navel is sexy. Oh, my God. Okay. Believe you in your navel. Any, right? I definitely have to. N- you got an Nothing any? against any, Audis. Yeah. No, Ooh. I don't have an Audi. I don't have an Audi. My son does, so I don't discriminate against Audis. No, I don't either. I your son's got an Audi? Yeah. Oh, he's going to grow up to be a serial killer. No, he's going to be weird. He's gonna <laughs> no, he's going to grow up with boy. empathy because he's going to be insecure about his Audi. <laughs> about his Audi. <laughs> and also, I'm tra- I'm like raising him to be a nice kid, and he's a, the sweetest boy ever. He's a sweetheart. I love yeah. Him, so. uh, everybody tell David to take his shirt off while he fucks because that makes me sad in my heart. part out, I'm going to. 
gonna edit this out no. for sure. David, don't fuck with a shirt. I should. We should have brought it up every like two seconds when so that like he this, couldn't when even. When I post the podcast, I'm definitely gonna make that the main theme of what I write about it. Oh the, my god. The name of the podcast should be like David yeah, like, fucks without a sh- with his shirt still on. I will name this podcast "Shirt Off Sex." <laughs> shirt Off Sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with Josh Roses. Sounds good. Okay. That sounds thank, good. Thank you for listening, guys, and remember to don't overdo anything. Can I hit it in the morning?